Hi everyone, and welcome again to Opinions Are Mine. This episode is called Parts Unknown for some obvious reasons, I guess, considering the week past, and for yeah, for for other reasons that we will find out over the episode. So yes, Parts Unknown is a kind of a bit of a tribute to to the loss of Anthony Bourdain, which was this uh, incredible journalist and uh, um, uh, free spirit and soul able to travel all around the world, discover parts unknown and, and give us uh, this food experience that we we don't have sometimes, you know, this, this capability of, of uh, trying things that uh, are not so common on our tables and, and, and enjoy the, the experience around it and, and learn to, to, to appreciate other cultures through, through food, which, which I think is, is, is really part of also the experience of living in another country. Which, which touches me a lot because, um, I mean, in the past five years I've been in Ghana, the only thing is that I'm, I'm a vegetarian, I don't eat meat, so I couldn't experience all the, the Ghanaian dishes, uh, and maybe that's a limitation for me, but, but, but I like the local food. I, I eat Ghanaian food when I can, and, and um, I mean, there are actually many ways to, to eat Ghanaian food in a vegetarian way, which is amazing, and... Um, Mm, I feel always very sad when other people coming from outside, they come here, they live here for years, and they try to stay in this bubble where they don't even try the the, the food of, of the country. And, and that immediately, you know, put themselves in, like on, on a, in a weird uh, position of non-integration. But, but I live here, so it would be very weird for me not to have tried... Uh, the, the 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 local food but but still a lot of people are surprised when i can mention names of things that i love i mean we all love watch watch it's easy like everyone loves that but a lot of people are surprised when i actually say yes this is like i i, I love watching i love palava sauce i love some stuff i'm not a fan of calaway which people are surprised but yeah it's that sweet thing i'm not a fan of sweet things so it has to be spicy for, to, for me to like it but it's like and there's probably so much that I don't know about the local food, but at least I tried. But a lot of people don't even do that. And of course, Anthony Bourdain would push that to the extreme because he would he would have tried every possible thing, which sometimes I don't have the courage to do, like snails. I didn't even eat snails in Italy. They are a delicacy also there, but I can't. Um, but anyway, uh, there's there's a metaphor, no, behind doing something like that is the is the idea that sometimes you have to leave your comfort zone and and get to know parts unknown in in this journey that we are uh, that we are on every day but of course the fact that he that Anthony Burden killed himself uh, himself um, opens another kind of conversation right we we've been touched so like we've lost so many 
people because of, of, of suicide. And I mean, there's something fascinating about society if you think about it, because um, for, I mean, being a person who has struggled with, uh, uh, with anxiety and depression, um, I am familiar with suicidal thoughts. And if I talk with, I mean, I think almost everyone, at least once in their life, even if they didn't really want to, they thought, oh my God, I wish this could end, right? And, uh, but to think about it and to actually try to do it, uh, that, that makes a, a big, huge difference because, uh, trust me, the courage behind an act like that is, is unmeasurable. We think that people uh, taking their own lives are, are, are cowards. They're not, in my opinion. They're, they're, it requires so much, so much courage to do something like that. And uh, that leads me to the to, to where I wanted this conversation to go. So, like, I, I really would like to remember Anthony Burton because it was a special soul. Um, and uh, I, I, I I remember like a funny. Um, conversation between Anthony Burton and Questlove, which of course, if, if people follow his podcast, they know that Questlove is like one of the biggest loves of my life. Like I think that there are few people with that kind of intelligence in the world, and I'm I'm, I'm so attracted uh, to to beautiful brains. Uh, so, uh, and they were talking about actually the relationship uh, between food. And social media, which I mean, it's interesting for me because it's part of my of my job. And um, until so Burton would ask Questlove if he uh, if he takes snaps of food to make people feel miserable, right? It's like okay, so when you are in this super cool restaurant and you take a snap, of a picture of your food and you put it on Instagram, do you do it because you want people to feel jealous or people to feel bad? And they were laughing about that, but I think that's also this new kind of relationship with food, which is true and is so, and it doesn't make sense, right? It's like really people, this 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 uh, social media aspect of food is becoming almost annoying. Like we're all foodies now, but but then the relationship with food is much deeper. And it's what Bourdain was showing us. And it's like a meal is so important. Like I come from Italy and uh, that, that, that is something that I miss a lot because it doesn't happen uh, all the times uh, in other countries in the world. But the way we uh, experience a meal is really, really important. Like it's, it's, it's a family experience, it's a social experience, it's a, it's a love experience. And uh, you have to sit around the table with your family at least once a day and, and eat together the food at the same time and have conversation around it because it's, it's, it's an experience of, of love and sharing. And to cook for someone, for me, is, is, is an incredible experience of, of love and sharing. And uh, now with all this Instagram foodie thing where we are trying to go to expensive places just to take a picture of something that looks like super cool and somebody can be jealous of us uh, I think it takes away a little bit the, the, the real value of, of food and so um, uh, it was fun this conversation between uh, Questlove and, and, and Bourdain but, uh, but, but it makes a lot of sense like social media I think like the real power of social media is the power to connect 
but also the real um, the, the 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 issue with social media is that it's actually a huge disconnection from real things. Like, and and especially here in Ghana, um, sometimes I I keep saying that the 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 cost of food in some places doesn't make any sense. I I understand some food experiences that might be extremely expensive for multiple reasons, including the fact that there is an ideation behind and a chef behind that is like a genius and an artist. So it's like if you're buying a piece of art, of art. But, but here, like you're literally eating average food and paying an amount of money that doesn't make any sense. So I think we should, we should think about it when we, when we, uh, when we go out for, for food in Accra. I, I, I mean, especially lately, I, I refuse to go in places that just don't make any sense in terms of in terms of price. I mean, price and, and, and quality of what you're eating. So, um, so yeah. So, uh, social media and, and food and experiences are are can be can be really. Um, deviates oh i can't find the world but it's, it's it's like i feel like so much disconnect from reality lately sometimes even when i'm doing my job that that uh, yeah that hits me a lot and so when something sad like losing uh somebody that was so real uh happens uh, you have to reconsider a lot of things and um i mean Yesterday, I was at this uh, interesting um, meeting and uh, organized by this new uh, organization called uh, Macho Republic, uh, which wants to uh, talk more about the, um, the, the male mental health uh, in Ghana. Because, I mean, mental health is already a taboo. It, in Ghana in general. I mean, again, it's a difficult conversation everywhere in the world, but I mean, if I compare, I, I think there's still a lot of, you know, um, a lot to do uh, in Ghana about it, but for two different reasons. The first reason is that uh, it's a conversation that has to happen on a, like, more on an open level, an institution needs to start to take care of it because it's, it's, it's real and it's everywhere in the world. And Ghana is not a place that is outside of the world, like some people try to uh, to to think or to or they want people to think. So it's like if we create like this idea that we have to separate ourselves from the rest of the world, these things are not going to touch us. No, uh, it's like um, mental health and mental issues are. Are, are real everywhere in the world, so they are also in Ghana. And uh, I mean, especially when it's about men, the conversation is even more difficult. And my interpretation from what I've experienced is because literally men are trained not to show emotions. And I mean, we all have emotions. So even if men try so hard not to show emotions because they've been trained since they're kids not to do it. They have emotions. And when you, you've been told that if you show emotions, you're not a real man, 
then that's when depression and, and, and other kinds of um, emotional issues can become even deeper. So I think that's why it's, it's a huge conversation that we need to have. And uh, I was happy to go yesterday uh, for, uh, for several reasons. One thing is that the fact that men are uh, supposed not to have emotions or to show emotions, I think, creates a huge um, impact on, on relationships, on love relationships in this country. And uh, uh, it's, it's, not, it's no one's fault, but it's everyone's responsibility now to start saying things for what they are. And so I was happy to go because in the, um, in the panel of discussion, there were like uh, people that I trust. One is about these topics and one is Ellie Tete, which is uh, a friend and a um, mm, professor and a teacher at Ashesi University. Uh, one is Billy Richardson, who is a therapist and it's actually also my therapist. And um, uh, I feel they have this capability of, talking about emotions in a very healthy way in a way that makes people feel safe and um, which was something that wasn't part of the entire conversation yesterday so um, the meeting started with a couple of um, introduction presentation there was an MC, and I felt like the way the the, the topic was addressed uh, uh, was still uh I mean, I, ha I, I said disrespectful at some point, but I think it was disrespectful based on the fact that the people talking didn't have a real um, experience with that in a, in a healthy way. So the way, uh, uh, the, way the, the, the issue of depression or anxiety or was, was addressed was, um, I think, a bit... Um, I, the word that comes to my mind is childish. Like there is this way to do things in Ghana sometimes that is like, okay, we laugh about it. So it didn't happen. So there was like this kind of way of trying to make jokes about men with mental illness, which I found extremely dangerous because in my mind, I thought maybe there are some people in this room who are actually struggling and they didn't, uh, they didn't talk to anyone because they are afraid of the stigma and the judgment. And now with this way of dealing with the issue, uh, of course, they're never going to do it. Mm. So uh, it was much more um, uh, refreshing for me to hear than when Ellie talked about some of these kind of uh, uh, men stereotypes that uh, wants men to be want men to be perceived as like. Uh, the machos, and that's why I think Macho Republic is an interesting name um, to uh, to destigmatize this um, or to um, to yeah to to make people understand that to be a macho or to be a a big man doesn't mean uh, not to have emotions, uh, and so that was a, a very uh, refreshing conversation at some point when Billy and Ellie uh, have been able to to speak about it and 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 say some some truth about vulnerabilities and about uh, emotions like I always say that when Ellie talks about uh, men experiencing vulnerabilities and emotions I wish like everyone could listen to him like in the entire country it's like he's um, 
he's his way to talk about it in a in a simple and like calm way like he talks about deep scars and deep suffering and he makes you feel safe i hope that people like him could have a platform in this country could have a bigger voice because it's it's really beautiful every time i hear him talking so if you are not familiar with the person i'm talking about you can find ellie on twitter at ellie dot and he's also a part of the um of the decaf live uh, uh, crew so they have this amazing um podcast and event uh, that goes deep into music like we love to and uh yeah so whoever wants to know more about him should probably follow him on social media and know that he has um, published um, um a top book last year oh what is, is it already two years it might be two years already oh my god so, um, called, uh, no, it's one year, it's not two years. Anyway, so it's called Ellipsis. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure you can probably still ask for it. And it's a beautiful little book about emotions. And there are some poems and tweets and some pages from his uh, um, personal um, diary that. Uh, you can read and I mean it makes me always feel good when I read some parts of it time to time and um, yeah so that could be an amazing thing to do also to understand my dear men if you're listening to this podcast that vulnerability is actually very sexy so I think this this myth of the super big man is is i mean it's it's gone like we are all human being i feel like also this constant opposition of genders is becoming exhausting i don't want to compete with any men i would like men not to try to compete with me or control me is not a competition we are living and it's so hard to live why don't we just love each other i know it sounds kind of rhetoric but it's, it's so simple and it's so true and uh like the, the gender stereotypes thing is actually really really deep um i was recently called to meet uh somebody for a possible job and this person um i don't want to make names so i would not make names but uh, what really struck me is that first of all mm, he the way he interviewed me was more like he was patronizing me but for me it's like look if you want me to come and work for you you are basically the one who has to convince me because I'm I'm putting my value on the table, right? But from his probably male perception, he was kind of like making me a favor or something like that, which was already very 
I don't know, very disrespectful in the way the whole business conversation was, was managed. But then, in a, so we, in a second business meeting, this person was able to ask me first, I mean, if I had, if I was married or I had a family, which I mean, okay, that can happen. And I say no. And maybe I ask you, are you married? And you say yes. And we stop there. But in the same conversation, which was supposed to be the foundation of a possible work relationship, this person asked me, oh, so, mm, uh, and do you have kids? And of course the answer is no. And so they're already like, no, mm, especially in, mm, in here, it's so funny. Every time, every time I say, no, I'm not married, the, the, the question is why? And we're like, what kind of question is that? I think I said this already in another podcast. But anyway, he had the courage, like these men that I've met twice for business purposes, to tell me, oh, we will find you a husband. And me, I look at him and I say, uh, I don't need that. And in that moment, I started really feeling uncomfortable because I felt, I clearly felt that the fact that I don't have a husband put me in a sort of position of um, being perceived like as someone in need of a man taking care of me. And so if I'm going to be your boss, don't worry, I'm also going to find you a husband. But then when he made the economic proposal, it was so undervaluing my, my seniority and all the things that I could bring on the table, which is like, do you really think like you're compensating the fact that your economic proposal is offensive with the fact that, by the way, maybe we're going to find you a husband? Like, is, it, it, it was like really annoying. And if you're not a woman, you cannot understand how, how disrespectful something like that can be. So if somebody wants to know in private, I can tell you which company. So maybe you can avoid to go for interviews there. Uh, but yeah, but it happens. So this, this issue with gender is, 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 is kind of exhausting, but again, it's something that it really needs to be discussed more in Ghana. Like something like what happened in this job interview in many other countries could be like an easy lawsuit for damages or whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't believe in the fact that we have to fight all the time, but I believe that these conversations needs to happen because I've been in different workplaces in Ghana with bosses asking me if I had a family or if I was um, married or if I had a boyfriend or if I had a man, and it's not possible. Like It has nothing to do with my job, my seniority in my job, how much I am a professional, it has nothing to do with that. And so this has to stop. But in the also in the in the in the uh, gender stereotypes issue and in the gender issues, and of course this uh, goes again into the um, LGBTQ uh, community uh, issues in Ghana which you know is very, very dear to me because it, it breaks my heart the way the conversation is, is, is managed. Mm, there is some light. There is some light, yes. And um, it's, uh, it's art. And it's, uh, so I want to remember you again that uh, there is um, 
a Ghanaian um, photographer and video maker uh, that is trying to um, shoot a documentary uh, about uh, something that is extremely um, not only important but has so much cultural value it's it's really I find it so fascinating. So, um, again, Josie, uh, mean Vielo, which I, <laughs> she said I, I pronounced it right last time. So I hope I did it again. Uh, she's uh, trying to shoot uh, this documentary. Uh, the uh, documentary talks about a topic that I think is so fascinating, which is this, um, this, um, I mean, first of all, it's about the existence of anyway the LGBTQ and culture in the country in the pre-colonial history. Which I mean, I talked with the with um, with different people actually, like some friends who I know they know a lot about uh, traditions and 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 this you know uh, pre-colonial history in Ghana, and they all confirmed that. Uh, there was no issue with like uh, being gay or lesbian uh, in the, in the rural and in the traditional communities. But this story here is even more interesting because it talks about a specific um, um, perspective in some communities in Ghana and Burkina Faso where there was. Um, like a, a like if I don't know how to say it, but it's like um yeah, like it was normal to have uh what they call a female father, so and it's like so f women of these kind of communities were also performing some rituals to build the masculine energy and i mean it's so interesting that there was gender fluidity and then the religion and the colonial history completely completely deleted from people brains and now they believe that there's no such thing in nature and, and and it's so wrong. So anyway, um, I think I, I lost a little bit because I really feel emotional about this because I think it's amazing. So if you want to support, please, can you go to Josie Twitter page and um, uh, yeah, click on the link for the GoFundMe. And uh, her Twitter page is at K-U-U underscore I-R-E. And you can find the documentary there. I'm trying also to raise funds outside Ghana. Um, I know that there's the Pride Week coming up in Italy soon, so in Milano. And uh, uh, I had some of my friends that are probably going to help with that. And I'm very happy about it. And um, I have to talk about something else coming if you are interested in this theme. And I think it's going to be so strong and so beautiful and so amazing that I hope to see so many people there. And I would like, actually, if, if there's any uh, video maker listening, I suggest you 
uh, to be present on Thursday, 21st of June at Gallery 1957 for the um, presentation and then opening of the new exhibition by this incredible artist that is uh, also, I would say, a friend. Like, it's not that we hang out, but I, 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 I consider friends people by the way they hug me most of the time. And I have to say, every time I met craziest artist, uh, uh, we hugged in a way that, 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 that is a sort of like recognition. I don't know how to say it, but I have really deep feelings of respect and love for this person. And he's a Ghanaian Togolese artist for those uh, who don't know. And he has done some already incredible deep performances here in Accra in, uh, and in Kumasi. And uh, he was at uh, the past... Um, at the past uh, Chalewater Festival, and uh, he already had an exhibition at Kempinski uh, in Gallery 1957 last year called Rituals of Becoming. But I am quite sure that what is coming up is going to literally shake people, and I'm so proud of what is happening. So if you are a video maker, I think you should come to the exhibition on the 21st of June on Gallery 1957 because the exhibition... Um, in collaboration with my dear faggot, present Passing Through Acts of Radical Empathy. Now, when I was at the previous, um, at the, at the previous um, presentation, what I thought is that part of the, of the performance was also people's reaction of what they were seeing because it really shows you how much people are not prepared to such deep emotions when it's about genders and when it's about homosexuality and when it's about transgenders and when it's about everything around this theme. So I really hope people will show up. I'm sure that we show up, but I would like not to see only the, the usual faces at this kind of events. Um, I hope you will have the chance to, to feel how deeply emotional is everything craziness artist does. And, and yeah, I, I really feel like this episode is going... Uh, in a weird way because there were so much emotions everywhere but I feel like every time there is a soul we started with Anthony Borden and I'm ending with with, with crazy, craziness uh, artists and what I'm saying is like every time there is a soul that is so bold and courageous to do things in a different way. Anthony was doing it about food and, 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 and craziness is doing it about gender, like, like uh, Josie and like, and like Ellie is doing it about emotions. These people need to be protected and preserved because they have the courage to say things that we don't have the courage to say all the time. And they have the 
and, and, and they are a blessing in this world. So I think we should really protect them and we should stop this, also this kind of aggressive attacks that I see on social media when it's about some kind of people because it's, it's devastating. So like the, the, the answers and the comments that I've seen on, on, on Josie's page sometimes are devastating. The comments that I can see about, um, about other people advocating for, for gender rights and for equal rights for the LGBTQ community in Ghana, uh, the comments that I see are devastating in their um, ignorance. And I really hope that I'm going to be part of a cultural revolution in this country together with these amazing people that I have the chance to meet. And so I think we should all try to explore those parts unknown because it's fear most of the time that is making people so aggressive and so angry. And so I also want to think about my own country, which is going through a serious cultural crisis right now, when we decide not to accept immigrants at our borders and at our shores, because Italy has always been a country open to people. And I am also very sad and devastated by what is happening in my own country against immigrants and against and against um, the LGBT community, because when a government starts talking in that way, I'm deeply scared. So I, I am not like, I would like people to understand that I'm not criticizing Ghana. I live in Ghana. So my conversations are about this, this, topics that probably are not so um, often discussed because I would like to, 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 yeah, I mean, this is where I live. So that's what I have to talk about. But, but I, I, I also know that one of the reasons why I am still here and I'm not going back to my country is because I can see the big limits in my country right now. And yeah, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm running away from it, but but what I'm saying is, like, I say things about not only about Ghana. And I see things not only about Ghana, but I'm here. So I have to talk about what I see here, and I have to try to support what I can support here. But I'm also happy that I've started some conversations um, about trying to create connections, especially when... Uh, there are things that I think can be beneficial for both countries. So when I'm going back to Italy, uh, I will meet a blogger friend to see if we can uh, talk more and help more because she's very active uh, about um, uh, LGBTQ rights in Italy. And I'm trying to be very active here. And so um, I will try to create this conversation across borders. And, um, and yeah that is it so thank you for listening today as i said i might have lost at some point 
the flow because I had to talk about things that are really, really deeply emotional for me. But I mean, if you enjoyed it, let me know. And please, if you didn't enjoy it also, let me know. I keep not receiving anyone telling me that they didn't enjoy it. And uh, uh, I would love to have some some criticism. So we, we will end up the episode here. Uh, thank you for being with me. Uh, remember, 21st of June, I hope to see you at Gallery 1957 for Krasinist Artist Exhibition. And uh, yes, please just just try to experience some love more more love we need we need we need more love and more emotion and as i'm sorry also i didn't give you the information about macho republic if you're interested macho republic is a new non-profit in ghana with an interesting twist it is focused on male mental health you can find them on social media or for any inquiries uh, please info at machorepublic.com and uh, yeah, I'm sure you can make all the research on social media. If you're interested in uh, discovering more about Ellie Tete, the uh, Twitter handle is Elidot. And um, yeah, I'll see you. I mean, of course, not physically, but with our brainwaves, we talk more on the next episode of Opinions Are Mine. Thank you so much for being with me.